What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, August 19th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Did you guys hear about Schwindy City? No. <laughs> do, do I want to know what that is? It's only the best baseball player of our generation, Frank Schwindel. Shorty, damn the recipe. Is this one of those guys on the Cubs? It is. Maybe it uh, is. Maybe, maybe it's the Lord <laughs> of the Rings character. You don't the know. Cub, the you Cubs don't know. have corn. The Cubs like definitely cornered the market on uh, like 29, 30 year old guys who uh, you know are doing good this year on a deck. Right. No, I literally it's like when you play MLB the Show and you get into like the year twenty thirty two. Yeah. And they start just auto generating players. I feel like that's what the Cubs team is right now. There needs to be like thinking of like MLB the Show. There needs to be like a special like pack of like you know these guys played for the Cubs in two thousand twenty one. Remember right. Frank Schwindel? Jeopardy <laughs> <laughs> questions one day for a trivia show in Chicago, like a hundred percent. It definitely will be, without a doubt. I like get your Patrick Wisdom, eighty-four overall bronze card. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to play against the Cubs just to see their starting lineup to see if they have any oh silvers my. in that lineup. <laughs> and that infectious laugh that you also hear is the good Reverend K. Fitz. I'm an old prospector. I'm here to look at Cubs prospects now for the next three fucking years. I just got off that ride, so I'm not trying to get back on it. I I know what it feels like. Oh, fuck. I feel so bad for Otani. Did he just get hurt again? No, he just got got nine-galed. Oh. He quote tweeted a thing by stats, and he's like, it's no longer a question of whether Shohei Otani will be voted the AL MVP, but whether he is a unanimous winner. Oh, uh, And you know what, though? His magic does not hold sway over this day because he was murdered earlier by Jeff Passan. So <laughs> I think it actually balances out. Because Passan got him today. Passan so- is literally on a murder streak lately he's actually he has been and he's like going after like mlb the show content creators and stuff like he doesn't care who you are he is just she cried because she probably saw your face that, that was, was that yeah that dude that dude's an mlb the show content creator like, as, he's just a uh, kid friend to the show beef love knows does not matter who you are no, no. <laughs> multiple time murder victim pass on pass his body Mario. count is ridiculous. Wow. Like his Twitter body count is ridiculous, and he got his own meme now. Like a breaking news, like passing murders again. Like it's- yep. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to cover everything Cubs and White Sox on this show. Um, if you're new to the show, like Kyle in the comment section, we record live on Wednesday nights, and the podcast goes out on Thursdays. Hence why we say Thursday, August nineteenth, at the beginning of the show. Go subscribe, uh, we- Kyle. Yeah, go like and subscribe on YouTube. We're still trying to get that subscriber count up. We appreciate the viewing hours. It's skyrocketed magically since the last time we broadcasted. But please keep on putting it on before you go to sleep and let it run all night. Um, yeah, I mean, we got we haven't done a show since the Field of Dreams game. That's right. So sure. we have... The, oh, what up, Southside? Thank you. We have the Field of Dreams game to talk about. We have the Yankee series to talk about. Uh, what's going on with the San Oakland series? Uh, we have the Reds-Cubs series to talk about. Hello. Two in a row. 
I'm sorry. Dude, I really, I tried. I baseball right well, now. Well, here, let's just get it. We'll, we'll dive into the show and then we'll get into it. So with all that being said, let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on the boy. Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board, yeah Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game As always, the show is brought to you by us So go and support the show at the link uh, pinned at the top of the Twitter account at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. And as always, you can go and buy some merch, T-shirts, mugs, onesies, uh, Fizz's weird ET fingers, uh, (laughs) whatever else you want to do. Hell yeah. Um, But no, what I was saying before the intro, though, was I legit was like, okay, I'm going to watch this Cubs game. I'm going to watch this Cubs game. I should watch Cubs games still because we talk about the Cubs. Three innings. Which three game? Innings, three, it was one of the games against Cincinnati. And I was just like, three innings. I was like, can't. I mean, the last, winning the baseball, last you mean? Uh, it's not even just like winning baseball. It's like, I like games where I know who the players are. Oh, yeah. I like, especially Wilson Contreras wasn't playing. I was just like, who are these people? I don't. I don't know these guys. Like he's dead. I was like, I'm pretty sure this guy works at Enterprise Rent a Car. Like, how does? Where? Why are you playing third base? Like, what is going on right now? Put some respect on Frank Schwindel's name. Damn it. You will. I mean, that sounds like a hot dog. I'm not gonna. That sounds like a fucking hot, like a Polish sausage. He could be carving his hot dog into the annals of Cubs lore. Wow, that was really sexual. Um, with his own <laughs> Pete Lecoq hot dog. Because they have the Pete LeCock dog there. They have a hot dog named after Pete LeCock. I mean, I just, I don't know. I can't. It's got to come with cheese. The Cubs have some right now. I mean, obviously the talent talent isn't there for the Cubs. But the Cubs right now do have guys with some cool names. Mm -hmm. As you just said, Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, cool name. And then uh, a couple days ago, or on what, Monday, Tuesday, they brought up, uh, they finally brought up the outfielder, Michael Hermioso. Correct. Very cool name. And, and he hit a home run. What's his name? Oh, God. what's the other guy? John. Um... Oh yeah, Fargus. Fargus. Yeah. What's? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even try it. I can't even say his first name. I was trying to. I, I, called, honestly, I don't me. know his. I don't even know what his first name is. I just know his last name is Fargus. I keep. I keep <laughs> like. I. It, I'm like that dude that keeps calling it the jewels in Soldier Field. I'm calling him Jonesy. I just can't do it right. So. Fargan idiot. Fargan asshole. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I tried, fellas. I really did. And Justin Steele. That cool kind name. of that yeah, one, yeah. Cool that name. one I knew. You guys have talked about him before, so I knew that one. And I, to be honest with you, I was really watching it for Joey Votto because that dude's just—he still oh, bangs. He's incredible. Votto still bangs, baby. Dude. And um, but that kind of leads in. 
we'll go. I guess we'll work this backwards. The news that came out that it's going to be the Cubs and the Reds in Field of Dreams Part D. D. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that one. I think I'm, uh, for once in my life, going to say this publicly, but I think I agree with Rovell, where MLB's kind of fucking up. This should be the White Sox game. Just every year? Until, uh, they, until they are not a good team. Like They should be a contender now for the next foreseeable future, and the movie is the White Sox. The White Sox mm-hmm. are the field team in the field of dreams. Then why don't we not have the Cups and the White Sox then, but? It's honestly I mean, that'd be it's, fine. It's two that'd of the oldest baseball, two of the oldest baseball teams in Major League history, like in, in history. They're the two oldest. I mean, Cubs, Cubs fans, we get to watch uh, a whole bunch of Cubs related theme movies right now. It's Rookie of the Year every time. It <laughs> but I'm, uh, ghosts come through the corn, like make make it a rescue. But here's, here's it. the rim shot. It uh, tells me though. That tells me that somewhere, somewhere has someone has been promised that the Cubs will not be a shit team next year. Right. It tells me that the Cubs are going to spend in this offseason. That actually tells me that they're not going to go send like the Schaumburg Flyers there again. They're not going to do that. So that tells me that someone's been given a guarantee. Hey, if you put us in this game, we will field a competitive team. So I'm actually, that actually gave me a little bit more optimism. Uh, and, 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 and the idea that you think that the White Sox should have the, like the market lockdown on it. They've got a, it's, it. There's a, there's a larger audience out there. This game was so good for baseball. It's incredible, but it needs to continue to expand on it. And I think that you have to continue to reach audiences beyond that. And I think that. I don't know. I'm just, they I mean, can play the history of the Cubs Reds. The Reds was the uh, that was the other team. It should have been the Reds and the White Sox originally, because that would have been the perfect nineteen nineteen like throwback. But right, I mean the Yankees aren't too shabby. But, no, I mean, um, history, you know they got a few titles. But I so a couple of things. One, that's a really good way to look at it if you're a Cubs fan. Like someone in Major League Baseball, like the Ricketts must have been like, "Dude, give us the game. We're gonna actually spend money. Promise for realsies." Mm-hmm. Uh, or. or- but, There's not going to be a season. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. They're like bailed out. Um, the other thing, though, and I saw a lot of people, mainly White Sox fans, and yeah, I'm going to snitch on my own kind here, but like, who's going to watch this Cubs team? Dude, the Cubs can literally bring like 12 year olds out there, and the Cubs following is that strong. It's going to sell out just like this year. Tickets on the, the secondary market are going to be in the thousands of dollars just like this year. It's I don't know about the TV crowd because I don't think some dude in like Minnesota is going to be like, oh, I want to watch Frank Schwitchell bet. But whatever. And just say Schwindy City. You can say Schwindy City. I'm going to say how many times. Schwitty balls. Schwitty balls. I'm going to say how many times I can mispronounce that guy's name before the end of the show. And that's true. I mean, Iowa does have the Iowa Cubs. I mean, they're. Yeah, dude. So, like, again, I looked this up too, and I actually was wrong. I I, I figured it for a, a full on Cubs market. I did not know that mo- the 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 largest market um, for sales jerseys, apparel, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. in Iowa is the, the Royals. The Royals. You could have gave, gave me thirty guesses, yep. and I that'd probably come in at like number 16 or 17. And they're like at 60%. The Cubs are like at 14 or 17%. And then it's uh, the Cardinals. Um, White Sox aren't even in the top five in that, in that, like in that that's not a market. Yeah, that's um, not a but, but you look at it and you the think like, is a surprise. that's a, yeah. Right. And, and, and so you look at that market too. So, I mean, I think it's a, it, the funny thing is too, when this happened, you know, you think like, how do Cub fans, how are Cub fans going to react to this announcement? I got multiple texts, multiple family members, all saying, how the fuck are we getting there? Let's go. Like everyone wants, I, I, no one's, I mean, we're all obviously over the, the, the trade stuff now at this point. 
that my, I have my dad, my bro, my ex brother in law, who I mean, God, he's my sister's ex husband. He's texting me. He's like, "Hey, man, let's go. We got a goal." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Shit, let's find out." But it's Kevin, what's the most you pay for a ticket for that? God, I, I don't know. Well, it starts maybe, at four hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe. For, I'm actually, I would pay face value. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good. I'd rather take my dad to the Hall of Fame anyway, but. Because yeah. uh, I know you're a big movie guy. Obviously, feel the dream. It's the whole experience. I can go there on a non-major league weekend and enjoy the hell out of it. So it's, it's, still, there. it's still there on a Tuesday. I mean, before White wait, Sox wait. Twitter, everyone that I knew from the Quad City area and anyone I knew from Iowa were Cubs fans. Yeah. Second question, Kevin. What if they actually played in the Field of Dreams field? Oh, I would pay five hundred bucks to watch that home run derby. Uh, well, what are the dimensions again? <laughs> well, I mean, it looked like uh, like you said. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you guys laugh, but what happened in the real game? People Stupid fucking hit bombs all day. They still hit bombs. They Greatest ball bombs ever. I've I've played the Tim Anderson game winning home run over and over and over and over again just to listen. I hate Joe Buck to death. I want to punch him in his throat. But I also wanted to hug him on this one. The call was just perfect. Uh, it, it, Joe Buck, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of the Joe Buck hate in Chicago is because he's done a lot of like Bears games and you know those Bears Packers games. Oh, Most of the time, the Bears always get their ass kicked. So obviously, you don't have fan. good you don't have good memories. And he's a Cardinals fan too. And obviously, there's that whole background. Joe Buck has great fucking calls. Back at the wall is iconic right now. Um, Back at the yeah. wall, like that home run call for him. I'm probably going to get tore up in the comment section or replies tomorrow when this goes out on all the different podcasts. And I, I like Joe Buck. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know I some love Joe Buck. This. I like I Joe, Buck. Joe Buck. I love Joe Buck in uh, Brock Byer. Yeah, oh, he's, dude, he's funny. Love 2016, the World Series, the final call. Mm-hmm. I like this call better than Pet Heaps. I'd rather have Chip, I'd rather have Chip Carey, but fine, whatever. But I mean, I like Joe Buck. I I don't mind Joe Buck. I I understand the hate. I think as a person too, if you follow him on Twitter or if you've ever listened to him uh, with Big Cat on Barstool, like when he's doing candid interviews with them, he's a funny fucking dude. And like Fitz said on Brockmire, he's fucking oh, hilarious on Brockmire. He's a good villain. He's a good villain for Cub fans. Yes, like, but like it, I don't even it, think it, it's like saying Aaron Rodgers is the devil. Like. Do I really hate Aaron Rodgers? No. Yes. Do I really hate Joe Buck? Maybe sometimes. But you know, I was mad at him at the in the All Star game when he, you know, he popped yeah. that question. But that was even early on. Joe Buck took himself took himself way too seriously. There is the whole That's the Randy fair. Moss with the Vikings thing, and yeah, mm-hmm. there was always that like, oh look at this like jag off trying to be all like yeah. I'm up here. But like over the years, it's like ah, uh, he's pretty power. damn good. Yeah. <laughs> not like so, Jeremy Shap. Jeremy Shap, on the other hand, is not like his dad. You Dick have to Shap do like a hard yeah. Philly accent to do Jeremy Shap. Yeah, his dad though is my favorite, my, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, sports writer of all time. Like Dick Shap was was it, and so Jeremy Shap, ESPN, like ESPN. Get your, get your sperm, bro. Oh. Uh, so I did tweet out uh, looking for some thoughts on the be on the next year's Field of Dream games being. Uh, Cubs, Cubs Reds. And Reds, yeah, and uh, I got a reply here. Some says not a fan of it being an annual event, and I think I that was kind of my first thing too. And I think we were people were discussing that like last week when it was the first time, and it was Yankees White Sox, and it was fucking incredible, amazing event, amazing mm-hmm. game, awesome finish. And it was like, man, they are going to just run this through the ground immediately. Yep. People as are quickly as tired possible. of it. 
Dude, there's already like a TV series coming out. And, like, <laughs> I know. Dude, like, really, are we doing this? Yeah, uh, and I mean, I like the dude that's like in charge of it. It's the same guy from like Parks and Rec and some mm-hmm. other great shows. But like, oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he's a White Sox fan, actually. Yeah, uh, he yeah. actually called the game with Jason when they were doing the guest thing last. Yeah, or two he, years used ago. A, he used to have a blog too. And he was Moe's in the office. Like shirt, Pete shirt or something. Yes, something okay. like that. But anyways, they jump right on. They saw they saw the ratings. They saw the money on the ticket sales, especially on the resale market, and they just were like, well, uh, we're just going to keep doing this shit. Yep. And then I think part of the reason, the allure of it this year was it was the first time, and it was, let's see how they handle it, and let's see what they do. And let's let's back up. Let's go all the way back to the start, because we're talking about this, but we didn't really set it up. So the Field of Dreams game was a, a week ago on Thursday night. It was the White Sox and the Yankees. Primetime game um, built up fairly well, you know, with, you know, the ad spots and all that stuff. But And, and the pregame stuff, too, the, the hour, hour and a half leading up to it as it well. Was, the really pregame stuff was good. And then they had Kevin Costner, obviously, the star of Field of Dreams, come out. And we're going to get to Kevin in a little bit because <laughs> Serpentine round. Yeah, I have some <laughs> I have some thoughts on Kevin Costner's. But he came out and did his little talk. And then what I thought was super dope was when the players came out of the corn. Like, you knew that everybody knew that was going to happen. But, like, when you actually saw it to start the game and you saw, like, Jose Abreu walking next to Aaron Judge with Tim Anderson and Joe To be fair, by the way, Aaron Judge walked over the corn. Right. Uh, uh, Everybody else was through the corn. He was over. He was that. He's he's huge. Breaking news. Lance Lynn, Wednesday night's game, just got ejected. Yeah. Oh, he called the um a lot of f words. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lance was like, "Yo, the ice is starting to melt on my thirty rack in the locker room. I gotta get out of here." Like, I mean, um, his pitch. Like I told you guys, his pitch count was way up the first like three innings. He's probably like, "Hey guys, I'm yep. trying to get out of here early tonight." <laughs> Umpire's like, "Did you just call me? I've got early dinner reservations." Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just like. These are getting frosty. The mountains have been blue for quite some time. I got to get in there. But the the players come out from the outfield and from the the corn and like, dude, they had like the old school wooden scoreboard. They had high school kids working that wooden scoreboard. Like the field looked fantastic. The fans are right on top of the game. Like, I don't think you can like, literally you can't put fans closer to the game than they were there. They come out with the old school uniforms. The Yankees have the real plain all gray with New York across the chest. Socks are right, rocking that cream color with the blue pinstripes and the big S with the O and the X in the middle of the S. That is it's not just, made of wool, thank God, like they, they used to be. Yeah, dude, holy shit. They would die. But it was just. I wanted authentic. Where are those wool ears? It was unbelievably. <laughs> it was unbelievably visually just appealing as shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was fucking. And the crazy. camera set up for where like the fireworks would the, the for the chance the chance happening that there was a walk off, the fireworks placement and the camera placement as well for oh, they, all of it yes. was perfect. Like the whole. Rarely do you look at a baseball game and you go, "God damn, that production team just killed it." That was a game where you're like, everybody from top to bottom hit a Tim Anderson bomb to right. Like literally, they all were. That was all of them swinging through this whole event. Mm. That was. And but, for the record, Lance Lynn got booted from the game because they went to do a substance check, and he whipped his belt off and threw it at the ump. I think he said whip his belt. Like, that was <laughs> I I remember, guys, when they first started doing this, I told you guys, someone's going to get ejected because, like, someone's going to throw something, like, at an umpire. The umpire mm-hmm. isn't going to like it. 
Yep. So I knew it. It was eventually going to happen. But <laughs> so, like, you have, like, what I would say is, like, visually baseball porn. And the game starts, um, and it couldn't have gone – like, it, even if you scripted it, like this was like it felt like a scripted movie. I mean, all of the superstars hit home runs. Yep. Jose Abreu, Aloy Jimenez, um, Judge, uh, the other Roy dude from the Yankees. Gardner. Uh, no, wow. the other the what's his face? Stanton. Stanton. So the Yankees come back. They take a uh, they tie the game in the top of the ninth after a big comeback. Zevi Zavala gets walked, and then. Of all players that could possibly this happen to, Tim Anderson hits an opposite field walk-off home run. And, I mean, he right away starts doing the, the it's over, it's over, towards the Yankees dugout. And like Kevin said, there was a million different camera angles, but the best one was on the field from the third base side, looking at Tim as he starts to do the bounce into the home plate crowd and the fireworks are going off over the score. I mean, it was fucking beautiful, man. It was a movie. And <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I, we must say this big and it also created for almost for, for every baseball fan, not a Yankee fan. One of the most incredible juxtapositions where you had to deal with about 13 minutes, maybe 12, 13 minutes of Yankees fans popping their chest Throwing it out, oh, talking yeah. about fucking, I'm down, and I mean, guy, what's the guy for the quarterback from uh, the longest year? This right here, right here. I mean, you got this. Woo! Yeah, baby, what a comeback! Yeah. Can you hear that? Oh yeah, yeah. baby, yes. <laughs> it was yeah. fucking do. Let's win this fucking game! Yeah. A few moments later. Fucking times could it happen this year? How many fucking times could they lose like that? How many fucking times after coming back? God, this is just a fucking killer of a year that has been horrible. That's probably perfect. That's and, and yep. every baseball fan loves to watch Yankees fans feel that way. I'm yep. sorry. Is, is it wrong to say that? I don't know. No. So it was. I mean, that was arguably one of the best baseball games I've watched in like 20 years. It was the highest rated regular season baseball well, game. Well, so besides the Cubs game, you like watched 16, 17 years, right? Sure. Right. And Correct. So, so well it, 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 dude, I don't think it could have went any better. Like, I really don't. I, I, I can't think of any way that game goes better. And, you know, kudos to Major League Baseball, but you immediately take those kudos back because then they saw the, the profit margin and they're like, yeah, we're going to run this shit back. And like we mentioned before this, they're going to run it into the ground. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean. That's happening. So then what happened after that, though, kind of sucked. Uh, they had Friday off to get back from Iowa, you know, rest up a little bit. And then Saturday, Sunday, the White Sox just got fucking. They were good games. They mm-hmm. both turned out to be good games, but they lost both games to the Yankees. Uh, a lot of problems with the White Sox, the what they call themselves the Ponytail Gang, the Kimbrel uh, Hendricks closing duo. Uh, later to find out, after the series, Hendricks said he figured out the problem. He was tipping his pitches, okay. and he said he figured. He says he thinks he figured it out, and you know what? I believe him because the next two games against Oakland, he or the next game against Oakland, he came out and struck out the side. And Kimbrel struck out his side too in the eighth, so they figured uh, out something. Um, I regret to inform you guys that uh, a member of White Sox Twitter just doxed the home plate umpire. 
That's not cool. <laughs> what? Like his address? Yep. Oh, don't do that, guys. Phoenix, Arizona, apparently. Bye bye, you. Oh, I'll go visit him. I let's not. Yeah. I'm speaking of doxing. Let's not. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> he lives at. Um. Yeah. Don't dox that's, people, oof. especially over stupid ass sports. Like that's. Oh, that's really not cool in any way. I think way, that sums it up perfectly, though. Just uh, recapping the the Sox and Yankees, the Field of Dreams game, and uh, MLB doing it again next year with the Cubs and Reds. Uh, Jenny on Twitter, as someone who is at this year's game, it's going to be impossible to replicate just how perfect and special the night really was. Mm-hmm. And this is coming mm-hmm. from a huge Cubs fan. The mystique is gone. Yeah, it's true. It's now it's going to be the. Now the, you, it's going to be the winter classic for the yeah, NHL. Well, yeah, well, you had, you had, yep. I say you had you have the inaugural game and then you have the annual games. The inaugural game is always the game. the The annuals are always just trying to catch up with the inaugural, and you can't mm-hmm. make, imagine starting at the peak. It literally there is nowhere else to go but down, unless you hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth inning, down three with two outs and a three-two count. That's the only way to really do it. This is all about money and like, but like the thing is, like they could have kept it fresh. Like, just be like, all right, we'll do this like every every two years, every three years. But like, right. if they're gonna do it, it's gonna that's be an annual thing. Well, they built that. Uh, yeah, you gotta get some use out of it. I mean, that's gonna be a great place for like college baseball tournaments then, or summer sorry. tournaments or boom. friends of the show, the South Side Agenda podcast. I think this is a great idea. They switch the locations of the event every year. They should do yeah. like a, a game in the Dominican. They should do a London game. They should do a Field of Dreams game. Just like set up a rotation. I think that's a great idea. They started idea. doing that too. Cause I remember, remember the game, I think they played a couple of games in Puerto Rico a few years ago, Mexico yeah. in 2019. There was a London game, game in 2019. Cardinals scored like 50 runs or something like that. That was like a, like a football score. I mean, the Cubs and Cardinals were, were, supposed, were supposed to play oh. again in London last year. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Do you remember that right. Yankee? What was that? A Yankees was supposed to be in Italy. Oh my God! Fuck last yeah, year. Yeah, Yankees. Uh, Yankees. Red Sox. Yeah, Yankees. Red Sox had home run derby in London. The game was like <laughs> yeah. twenty three to eighteen. It was yeah. like the most ridiculous <laughs> game ever. It was a football score, but the OO, not the U. Yeah, it was. That game was ridiculous. But... What are other like cool? Like I'm just thinking about in the U.S. Like what are other cool locations? They should uh, build Red like, in Colorado. And it's funny, people. I saw a couple people been like, "Oh, they should just keep doing off the movie idea. They should do like Mister Three Thousand. Well, that's Milwaukee. Or they should do <laughs> little, big, they, little Big League. Well, now, I, don't, I don't think the Metrodome's coming back. If you can um, play where the Hackensack Bulls played in Brewster's Millions with the train that goes to the outfield during the game, are we going to do uh, the fan? Uh, you know, so yeah, we'll, 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 San Francisco. <laughs> Hey, Bobby. Bobby. Um, so, and then a lot of, like, it seemed like the popular the one <laughs> was everybody was like, oh, they should do the Sandlot. You're not going to put Major League Baseball players <laughs> who make millions and millions of dollars on a dirt field. Wait, let's go with this. Hold on. What if they put together a baseball field that was 100% safe, natural grass, perfectly, per- everything in its place where they intended to be that looks like the Sandlot set? But is safe, sane, and and of course created in them. Would that be kind of cool to play a Sandlot style Major League Baseball game? Obviously, you would make sure that the that the playing conditions are hundred percent optimal. But you would have the setup around the stadium with like you know painted you know p- padded walls that are painted that look like a Sandlot fence. You could make a Sandlot game out of that, and you just have to like maybe you can spray paint the turf. I don't know to make it look like it's dirt, but it's just you know like the field turf. You could actually yeah. do that. That, cool. I mean, we just do we just pick up another thing that would fix baseball besides the the cameras on the, on the they can on the they can totally do that. Um, 
but again, like I said, these people invested millions and millions of dollars in these players, so it would have to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's possible. Um, and then, have you guys seen the the Little League Classic jerseys? Uh, I mean, I'm not. Have they been on. Yeah, I've seen... I'll, I'm bringing them up now. Like Hold for on. the actual, like the Little League World Series, that's going on. Or... No, so they always do that. Uh, they always do that game where um, the, the players' game, right? Is it a players' weekend or is like it two professional weekend? teams play in Williamsport? To, like, oh, kick I remember. Yeah, the, the, the Cubs played that. I, I yeah. like the Cubs. Um, so these are these there. are these are the ones for this year. Uh, okay. Cleveland, it says Great Lakes, and then uh, Anaheim says West. I, I think these like are clean as shit. I like these jerseys. If it wasn't yeah. the fucking Indians, I would totally buy that Great Lakes jersey. The Guardians. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Guardians. G. I have a G. I was going to say that that is another good game. I remember the Cubs jerseys. They had like a similar. Uh, yeah, it's like Cubbies. Format. Yeah, no, I like those. It's like Cubbies, not the Cubbies, but I like the. I like the, the kind of the. the they the played Pittsburgh that year, and I really like Pittsburgh's because it said the yeah. Berg. And it had they were uh, gold with the white, and I thought that was really clean too. Those jerseys are clean as shit. Or a I game at the College you World know, Series? That'd be fun, too. A-Town News has it, too, man. Someone needs to wear the Bears with the, the golden with the Chico's Bail Bond jersey on the back. They need they need to wear the Bad News Bears jersey. Someone's got to wear those uniforms. A game in Omaha would be dope, though. A game in Omaha would be pretty rad, too. Yep. Yeah, that would be pretty no, cool. No fans every, uh, use metal bats. Oh, oh. <laughs> and pitchers have to do like the, the suits that the bomb dudes in like Iraq wear. Jeez. Fans will have to wear that out in the out. Well, I mean, I don't want to say it, but especially after die. you saw like, Dude, that you was saw so the White Sox jumped into a series with the A's, who are a playoff team. They're a good team. Um, they won the first game. It was a pretty standard, but they smoked them the second game. But poor Chris uh was Bassett. Bassett. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was like the was it first inning or second inning? I think it was the first I inning. Think it was the Early. First. Yeah. So um he's pitching the first inning. Uh Goodwin hits a line drive, like he smoked a line drive, and it hit the dude square in the fucking cheek, man. And from everybody that I've talked to that was at the game, like you could hear a pin drop in the stadium. And watching it on TV, the noise it made when it hit his face, like I I like cringed up. Like it was my wife's like, rewind that one watch it again. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not watching that again. Like that was horrifying. The good news is though, after he was carted off and there was a ton of blood, uh, we have now found out that his eye is okay. His vision is okay. Um, he had to get a couple stitches and he definitely broke like a cheekbone. No, I mean, he's, in, he's, in, yeah, he's in no means like, out of the woods here, but I was very nervous that like homeboy broke his orbital bone and like his eye was going to fall out or some shit. Cause that thing, dude, you heard the bone break when the ball hit his face, you can hear the bone break. Like it was. And I mean, all the players on both sides were you can tell like some of the ACE players looked like they were about to cry. Goodwin was in the dugout, like getting consoled because you got to feel like a pile of shit if you, you know, but it's part of the game. And Steve Stone kept saying it on the broadcast. He's like, every player that has ever pitched in Major League Baseball knows that this is a risk you're taking when you step out on that rubber. And you still, you hate to see it no matter what. But, oh, my God, talk about a gut check, dude. That was, whew. 
just goes to show how dangerous this is. This this game has its dangers. There, it's not an inherently safe game. I mean, we we've seen base coaches get hit with a line drive in the neck and die on the on the baseball diamond. It's it's a it, it requires and that again when the, the more they dumb the game down for pitchers, the dangerous the more dangerous it gets for pitchers because they're not going to be able to defend themselves with something dirty. Oh my Fitz, god, Fitz, oh. this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> This is my guy. Shout out Bill Miller. Shout right. out Kick a Rock Productions. You guys are hilarious. This shit is oh. funny as fuck. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, Bill said, what about a rookie of the year theme game where Gary Busey has to run out to the mound after every other inning to give a cocaine-fueled pep talk to the pitcher? <laughs> Danny Glover and Daniel Stern, the double Ds, if you will, are the base coaches, of course. I think this has, I think this has legs. Not only is this a post, not only is this a post that has maybe the best idea I've ever heard in my entire lifetime, especially if it's like today, Gary Busey. Um, it, it's how well that is written right there. The double D's is a grammatically uh, correct. He's uh, even capitalization is fantastic. This is a perfect post, by the way. Yes. But that's correct. I would love to uh, Gary and, and t- deal with his have to. You got to do I've known, I've known Bill since we were kids. Again, if you're listening Bill, to this quality. Go check, go check out Kick a Rock. They do videos. They have a podcast. Uh, they do short movies, everything. Bill's a funny-ass dude, as you can tell just from that comment. <laughs> Bill, appreciate you listening, and everybody go check out Kick a Rock. Go follow him on Facebook and all that other fun stuff. But that would be hilarious. I would watch the now, shit out of that. I, I do have to point out that it wasn't actually uh, Danny Glover in Rookie of the Year, though. That was the that, – that, Angels that, in the Outfield. Right. That's the Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. With but, Matthew McConaughey playing a little bit. Yeah, you got to have Daniel. But still, you have – Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I can picture it, obviously. Yep, but uh, <laughs> that was a perfect timing because we were going into a really dark place talking about people getting just rifled in the face, and now we're back to having fun. <laughs> but, about Albert Hall. Yeah, I mean, even I was watching that, and, like, my wife even she's like, wow, I mean, does the ball really go that? I was like, yeah, it's like 100 and something miles an hour off the bat, and it's it's a solid baseball, and that's going 60 feet, 6 inches. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not far. And she's like, well, why didn't he? She goes, don't most pictures catch that? I'm like, they try to. Like, it's 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 hard. And I mean, I'm not trying to like rag on her. Like, these are dumb questions. It's just like explaining this to a novice baseball fan. It's just like, it's dangerous yeah, no, shit. It's, I, got, I have to answer Maddie Mitch's question. So Gary Busey will walk out of the corn. And the answer is, of course not. He's going to smoke the corn. It's fine. Actually, he's going to snort, snort it. Horn. Yeah. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to snort that. He's what happened? Look at that whole row. What? He's going to pull the leaf <laughs> off and then he's going to use the leaf and sprinkle corn kernels in the leaf and just kind of funnel it into his nose. Um, but I think those Mickey Mouse cartoons where they're like sucking the peas with the straw. I want to kind of circle back though because, um, rightfully so, a lot of fans were really jumping on Hendrix. He got lit up in the Yankee series. Like Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, by the way, owned the White Sox all weekend. Keep throwing them fastballs. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Cap guys are good. There are good baseball players, right? In the league, like, and Aaron Judge is one of them. Like, fuck, what are you gonna and, do? You gotta take, beat him. Beat you. And taking a step back, if you look at the Yankees, are like the hottest team in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Aaron Judge, just, Aaron Judge had a weekend against the Sox, but and it didn't help that they put a couple balls on a tee for him, but Hendricks got touched up and in typical Hendricks fashion, he didn't hide. 
you know, he didn't like decline media requests or anything. And Tony LaRusso even came out on um, Monday night, the first game against Oakland. He's like, I just saw Hendricks walk by my office. He's like foaming at the mouth. I hope to God he gets a save opportunity tonight. And I give him, I give him credit too for facing me and being like, I was, I fucked up. I watched the tape over and over and over and over again. I talked to the catcher. I talked to, you know, my coaches, I talked to everybody and you know what? I was tipping my pitches. I had, you know, I had a tell. And well, I think who, who told him? I don't know. Did, did you, know, you see the rest of it? No. Oh, uh, his wife told him that he was tipping his pitches. I see. She's the best. I love that woman. Flat What's out. Ethan Katz doing? Well, another guy the guy she goes, she's the one. She's the one that she's like, you're tipping your pitches. I'm like, ha! Man, that's, that's a good-ass good wife right there. Period. Uh-huh. I love um, There's some good baseball wives out there that, that are like bigger dogs and their their husband's on the bump even. They were like ready to get them, and that was a good one. And the fact that on Monday night, again, against the A's, again, good baseball team, Kimbrell came out and struck out three. He walked the first guy and then struck out three in the eighth, and then Hendricks came out and struck out three in the ninth. Close the door. And before that, Kopik came up. Michael Kopik, you done fucked up and let that kid find his fucking rhythm again because he looks unhittable right now. That being said, he's probably going to get in tonight and get fucking shelled. But uh, (laughs) I know it's just anytime I get all excited, but he looks very good. (laughs) The ponytail gang is, I'm going to say this, they're back. You know, a little hiccup against the Yankees. Why are they called? Is it just because of Kopik? Kopik has a ponytail. If Kimbrell could have a ponytail if he like takes his yes. mullet and puts it in there. And I guess Hendricks is working on it. They just like the name okay. of it. Somebody already made a shirt. They're wearing it already. All right, just, all right, all hey right. man, just just go with it. I don't give. They can call themselves Dirty Mike and the fucking fuck boys <laughs> or whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, no, I, that was a, a really big bounce back. And um, oh my god, hi. Um, <laughs> Keelan's the best. Um, but for them to come subscribe, out, subscribe, Keelan. Yeah, subscribe, please. Um, <laughs> but for them to go ahead and put up a big nine nothing ass whooping on the A's though on Tuesday night, that's a huge confidence booster to me. Um, we said going into the stretch of games that this is going to be important, but I want to bring up a point because I know Fids wants to talk about it. The White Sox starters are human beings. Human beings get tired when they have to perform physical activities over a long period of time. We've already doubled what last season was. Okay. So we are seeing some arm fatigue in some of these guys. But on the flip side of that, before we get into how well TRL TRL. Uh, totally. <laughs> Hi, it's TRL. I'm Carson Daly. Daly yeah, uh, got this with his black pinky. TLR is uh, managing these starters. I do want to shout out real quick the People's Champ, Cy Young contender in our hearts, Ray Lopez. Mm. How the fuck did they not get that boy LASIK eye surgery like two years ago? He, he did an interview with The Athletic, and he said, he goes, yeah, the LASIK really changed things. I was kind of half-assed throwing pitches because I couldn't see the signs from the catcher, so I didn't know what he wanted me to throw. So he was, like, throwing in-between pitches. 
He was like, I don't know if this dude wants a fastball or a curveball. <laughs> oh so, like, I'm going to uh, hang a slider and let's see what happens there. I have a question. Though. Wasn't I, I he still so he, struggling at AAA? Yeah. I shelled, but that's a Super Bowl. And, hey, AAA, know. though, it's, and it's also like just. They're not the same. They're not like professional. I don't know. It's it, it's. Well, it like, wasn't he struggling? Like, was it the ball? He was like struggling with his command still, though. Could right. have been but ball too. I, I believe he had a cat sick surgery, not LASIK. So he he has whatever uh, they fix his fucking eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's it would be LaRusic surgery. Oh, no. uh, we need a rim shot soundbite because. That's about three tonight we could have used. <laughs> but, yes, Mark I agree that. with good friend of the show, Keelan. You would yeah. think an eye exam would be a regular part of the physical. I mean, like, you grab his balls, tell him to cough, and then you're like, can you read the chart? Like, Has anyone even seen his driver's more? license? Like, what are his limitations? I'm like, man, God. You does he, he, does he even drive? It? I mean, right? I don't know. But it's Mr. just – Mr. Magoo over here. It, that's it. It's, oh, I'm totally making that gif. Um, but he's <laughs> he, was, he was Mr. Magoo. And he comes out now, and he, they brought him out of the pen. And, I mean, he was dealing out of the pen. And, like I said, that's a, a huge asset in a playoff run to have a long a long pen guy. I think Ronaldo Lopez has been you guys' like, most consistent pitcher the past two weeks. Huge yeah. asset. <laughs> he is a huge ass. I mean, <laughs> he's like my accountant. Huge ass. Um, <laughs> I'm four. Sorry. But as Steve Stone was saying in the uh, – the broadcast, not too many teams have that long reliever anymore. You know what I mean? They don't have a guy where if Lance Lynn throws his fucking belt at the ump in the third inning, that they can bring him in and he'll give you three to four innings and you'll be fine. If Raylo can be that guy for the White Sox in the playoffs, that's a huge weapon. Fids' dog is pissed. So, speaking of the playoffs and who do you feel confident in, and I know we talked about him last week and he had a pretty good start this week after a rough first inning. Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. Um... Come the come playoff time, like do you go to Raylo out of the pen? Do you go to Keiko? Because Keiko's not going to be in the rotation. So, so no, he's not going to be in the rotation. Keiko's been a serviceable fifth starter. So right, for right, as right. much for as much as people get on him, which I am one of, I am that's me. I am people get on him too quickly. He's been okay. Like, he'll have the starts like his last start where he only gave up two runs, but it was like a brutal start. He, he He's not a power pitcher by any sense of the word, and he dances around the zone, and he's not been getting calls. So the walks are there, forcing him to throw like 83 right down the pipe, and guys are teeing off on it. And he gets out of situations. You know, we saw a little bit of ground ball Dallas to start the game, but – I don't know, man. Like you have to have him. I think they keep him on the playoff roster because one of the selling points on him was his World Series experience and what he can bring to this club and all this shit. But like, I, I still don't really feel that confident. And uh, Penals from White Sox Twitter commented on one of my tweets. I can't find it in in enough time right now because uh, I tweet like an asshole and way too many tweets per day. But um, he said something like the his expected batting average against right now is like 586 or something like that. Like you can't go into the playoffs and throw that guy in the hill. Right. Now. Right. Cause I'm just thinking of a scenario. Like if, cause obviously he's not going to be starting any games. So like when he does come no. in, it's going to be out of the bullpen. Like I just couldn't imagine a scenario where it's like, fuck, you know, whoever got, didn't have it. It's the fourth inning runners at first and second. You're down by two. And it's like Dallas 
please give us a ground ball. And then he goes in there and gives up like a three run home run. Right. Cause the, the home runs he gives up are fucking bombs. Cause they're BP. He, yeah. you know what I mean? He, he, whatever, but I'm, I'm making really- to know that he's getting paid that much and he's probably not going to probably throw a single inning in the postseason this year. That, that could very well happen. Yep. And he'll be on the playoff roster too, though. But, He'll be long just, relief in a blowout. Yeah. Well. He'll be innings eater, Ed. That's I mean, it is what it is at this point, but when you start looking down the road, you know, he's done after this year, right, contract-wise? No, he is. One more year. He's got one more okay. year. And he's All throwing right. like John Lester was that, like last year. That's yeah, what I mean. It, that feels like Lester to me right now. That's what it feels yeah. like. By no means do I want to say he's cooked. You know, that's a phrase yeah. that's getting used a lot these days. Like, Jake Arrieta is Jake cooked. Jake Arrieta <laughs> is cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas Keiko's not cooked, but he's definitely on like the 17th hole right now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's on the like, decline. Yeah. You, yeah. And with that being said, if Raylo can continue through the month of August and the rest of this regular season to be throwing like he's throwing, if I'm in a situation, I'm handing the ball to Raylo right now. Yep. Like 100%, I'm handing the ball to Raylo. I mean, your four man rotations. What Rodon, Lynn, Giolito, Cease in that order, yeah. and make sure that Gio's a, a night game, dude. That's no that's Kevin. Cool. That's false. Go look at his splits from the show. I thought you were the one that told me that it was a day no. game. Like a, well, like I said a he's, he's usually not good in a day game, but like I was wrong because I looked at his splits. It's one game. You told me I don't. It know was the Red Sox game. That's why you a, think that. There, oh. Yeah, that, it was the Red Sox. There's a hundred tweets like day game Giolito blows, and I, so I just kind of went with the cool crowd. It's and then I, one I was like, how bad is the the separation <laughs> here? And I looked at his splits. I'm like. He's actually better in the day. Is it's he that one start better? against the Red Sox when they play like at whatever it was, ten in the morning or whatever. Yep. And uh, he only he didn't like get out of the second inning. No, he got yep, up. That's what blew up his daytime numbers. Next time I'll consider the source. <laughs> yeah, check you my already work. made the bet, Kevin. It was too late. <laughs> I know too- it was too late. It was it was too much. We've done like <laughs> four hundred episodes before. Damn it. We've done 400 episodes of this show. Be you should know by now to check my my stats. <laughs> Shout out to that uh, to, to Carrie. That's on you. That Sidetrack fan who is a lucky charm at the blackjack table and at the craps table who rolled me the hard 12 on the last roll at the table where they closed it. Rolled out a hard 12 when I had triple on the pass line, or not the pass line, but the field. And then I threw a, I threw a five out or whatever, whatever was on the, uh, the hard 12, and he rolled it. And then. They kicked us off the table. We played blackjack, and then we won there too. He's a good luck charm. But um, um, that money, some of that now is gone because somebody said uh, bet on the White Sox. Yeah, I've been getting killed betting on the White Sox, but I haven't been, I haven't been uh, parlaying it. So the White Sox have been doing it for me against Oakland. So I got most of that money back because Mama didn't raise no bitch. Um, surprisingly paid off for me. It's very, it's very easy to bet the Cubs right now. You bet the over and you fade the Cubs. It's very simple to bet the Except Cubs. the last two days. Yes. I've bet the Cubs the last two days. Two game winning streak. Which hottest I, team in Chicago. That's, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, the White Sox are on a two game winning streak too. Um, yeah, Monday and Tuesday. Road game. games though, they're harder. Um, the Reds <laughs> are fighting for a playoff spot. You cannot let the Cubs and well, you can't. That can't happen. Like you geez. can't lose two games in a row to that. Geez, though. Like, Kyle Hendricks finally had a good start. Well, like his second good start in Cincinnati ever. He sucks uh, at the Great American Ballpark, but he, he was great on uh, what Tuesday. 
Yeah. Fantastic. That was a shock. I, w- I was like, I remember I saw your tweet, Kevin. Yep. And you're like, there. Can't like, argue uh, that, Roger. Oh, Roger. It was, there. It was, still, it was something like, um, what do you say? It was like, you know, Hendricks is going to stop the losing streak. And I'm like, like, yeah, he should. But I'm like, fuck, like he is terrible in Cincinnati. But hey, he was, he was great. That's what I bet. I got I got like plus one fifty eight. I think was it was what I got. So and you get to sweat it all the way to the end. <laughs> I, need, I need you guys to start telling me which Cub player is gonna like have two hits or which Cub player is gonna hit a home well, run. I mean, the answer is the under. The, the answer is the under. <laughs> yeah, I mean For now Frank Schwindel. Schwindel, yeah. Schwindel. Uh, yeah. Luke, Ruhan, Luke in the chat. What is said? Is he coming straight from right field? He is I'm in live. Pretty- Pretty sure he's at every game because he's in the background of everyone's picture ever taken at the Sox game. <laughs> cool, cool. Tell everyone around you to subscribe. Yeah, Luke, take everyone's phone in right field and subscribe to this podcast you mm-hmm. on YouTube. On YouTube, do on YouTube, YouTube. Great. Oh, one of yeah. one of your. See, he's at oh, home. he's at home. He's a teacher. Oh. He just started school this week. He's back at. He's back. Mm. He's back. Luke, go outside. And look at me around your neighborhood. Wait, where? What? What is going on now? They're all just popping Wait, up right now. I'm it's pretty like, sure. And I, I don't want to like. I guess like fake doc someone or anything like that, but like I'm pretty sure we have some high school teachers yeah. that watch our show. Yeah, we do. Um, high school kids are all assholes on the show. They, they mess around on their phones. So like in your class, as punishment, they you should take their phones and subscribe or make them subscribe to this podcast on their phones. Actually, I'm waiting for my class to actually get the new hard drive uh, of their Macs, all of them across the, our our lab to get re-imaged before I have them actually do the same thing, which is log in to the beginning of class, hit play all, and uh, now shut your mouth and listen to what I'm saying up here in the front yeah, of the Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to have 25 computers rolling through our... Uh, I think that's fantastic. I think that's education, educating the youth on entrepreneurship Absolutely. and how to make a podcast get monetized on YouTube. Medium uh, <laughs> part of the class. That's what we do. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good thing. I like that. Um, I completely forgot what we were talking about. Uh, you're uh, who you should bet on for the Cubs to get hits. Yeah, oh, yeah. need that. Need that. Schwindy um, City. Schwindel. So also something I wanted to bring up was Yasmani Grandal is absolutely hitting piss missiles all over Charlotte right now. He hit the scoreboard tonight, did he not? Yeah, he hit the score. I said bouncy balls plus triple A pitching equals you need a new light bulb in your scoreboard because yeah, and he's doing it from both sides of the plate. He's mainly DHing, but uh, someone, and I forgot the dude's name. He's not like a normal news breaker or whatever, but he, I know she Sheck said that it was going to be Collins that stays up instead of Sebu. He, did he really say that? Yeah. That makes me feel great about it because that means Sebi's staying up. Um, How? Oh. No, this dude, oh, fuck, I can't think of his name. He's got a red and black flannel on his profile picture. Anyways, he. Outstep? Possibly. Um, he's gotten these right a lot. He has a source that is either in Charlotte or deals with call-ups for the White Sox. Uh, he said, my reliable source told me Yasmani Grandal will be called up Monday. Monday. For the Blue Jays series. Meaning that he is not getting on the plane to Tampa Bay (laughs) for the weekend series versus the Rays, which I thought was a little surprising. Because I'd want him to play against the Rays. That's going to be a brutal series in Tampa Bay. Um, you get to face uh, Nelson Cruz, right? Uh, Bob Nerfingale. Yes, he. That's actually. You know what? I'd like to make an official decree. 
Bob will now be referred to as Bob Nerfingale because he nerfs everything he tweets about. That's Nerf, Nerf. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, mailman Jack. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of big baseball games going on still for the White Sox. They got to finish out the series versus the A's as we're talking right now on Wednesday night. It's two to one Sox in the top of the six. Garrett Crochet and his. I can kick my leg real high. Pitching is out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blue Jay or Rays and Blue Jays still. I can't wait for the Blue Jay series. I'm actually very excited about the Blue Jay series. That's two of the young, more excited. Oh, shit. Did I say two to one? Is it two to now? Oh, no. Oh, oh Luis Robert just made a catch at the wall. It's still two to one. I definitely thought it was about to be three to one. Um, <laughs> Good catch, kid. Oh, Crochet, you look a little beat. Crochet looked like a country dad that just drank 42 bush lights and came home. Like, he had his head on crooked. He was all sweaty with a big chaw in his mouth. Sorry. I mean, he does, that's, actually. He, that's some good podcasting right there. The people Baggy uniforms, too. Like, he he actually wore that White Sox uniform from 1919 well. Or the uh, old. So, I think I found the name. Patrick Howard? Oh. That might be it. Let me look him up. Yeah, he's wearing a red and black flannel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, the was, right? no, that was that was black and white. Yeah, no, Patrick Howard. Uh, don't know what his connection is. Don't know what, but he's been right about this before. And he tweeted three hours ago. A piece of information, not surprising, has been revealed to me this evening. Yes, Money Grandel will make his return Monday in Toronto. Um, and then he said the Knights have had back-to-back home series starting this week. If any games get delayed, like they did on Tuesday, yes, money doesn't get his full at bats. Don't be surprised if he returns next Friday against the Cubs. So basically what I'm gathering from that is they set a number at, at bats. They need yes, money to hit. And that's Monday. Crochet out, by the way, crochet as out. Do you think he uh, did the walk the where you see the really nice? He's got a really nice watch on his left arm too. Like, do you think Randall comes back and like catches right away, or do you think they ease him back in? They, they I think they almost need him to catch right away. Uh, I think they'll take their time. I think they'll take their time a little bit to mm-hmm. start, and then as they build towards like again September, then I think he'll start taking over a little bit more frequently. They have they once they get to September, they have the roster space to have three catchers, so he can actually get a little bit more rest early in September. I think he'll have to. How, however he feels, let his body tell the story. I mean, it really depends on how his body responds. I mean, you really almost can't predict it. And that's fair. And it's or time, shut it's, it down for a day. And it's times like this where you got to take a step back and you got to remember the White Sox have a 10-game lead in yep. their division. So there's You really, guys are like in such a sweet spot. Yes. <laughs> so DH and him is not a huge deal. Um, I We don't need to talk about it again because we've I think we've done two or three shows where we discuss this. You keep Sebi up. Collins, I think I think yeah. I think they send CB down because Collins doesn't have the options, and I think he does, and they only have to send him down no, for. Zach Collins days. definitely has options. No, but they're not trying to burn his options where CB's got more, and they they send CB down just because it's three four days, and then you bring him back up for September first. You can expand the roster a little bit. Collins had that big double against the Yankees, but he's just such a liability behind the plate now. Like he, I don't know what happened to his defense; it's just gone. It's non-existent. It just if he's, up, if he's up, if he's up, they're not gonna. They're gonna probably take the player that has the, the to conserve the options for just tradeability and everything down the line. Like they're gonna just take the one that's optimal. If it if it's four or five days, Yas is gonna probably play most. Oh, she. Oh, that's earlier. Sorry, I saw the home run. Mike mm-hmm. Brown, Jackie Brown. 
So I, I just think that I think that 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 it'll be Collins will stay up and they'll send him down just for a few days and then bring him back up. Just Steady because Zavala and Zach Collins both have uh, one option year left. They both have. They the have it's the same. I think Collins just probably maybe they're thinking he has a veteran trade value. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's Collins stays up. Uh, I just. The other thing with uh, when you think about sure, sure. I just think it's a business decision. Thinking about if it's only four to five days, they both have the same option. So that's that doesn't really make much of a difference. When you put the lineup together, if you put it, you know, for your catcher, let's say you want to give uh, Grandall, you don't want him to catch that day. So you put him at mm. DH. Who do you want behind the plate? Subby. Right. So like, you're, not gonna, you, you're not going to be putting you like, notice how there was, at DH. There, there was no like two second thought it was instant right. like it's savvy i'm so done with i'm i'm very close to giving collins the hashtag done you've been really close though like like for like a week but then he hit that, but no, that no, double it no. brought you back in the double, off the, wall in a big moment the double off the wall gave gave him some life but like he is your finger was hovering over the button, yeah, over he the is, button he, and then he, he had is, double you he had is. number one on the uh the doomsday <laughs> Uh, nuclear launch. You already got the tweet go. I already know. It it's it's saved in drafts. It is saved in drafts. It's it's saved in drafts. You're about to send tweet done. It, it's saved in drafts. And just for those of you listening, there. when I hashtag done someone on Twitter, I'm done with them. I won't tweet good things or bad things about. They're literally they're just dead to me. They don't exist. The last person that got the hashtag done was Yomer Sanchez. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah, he couldn't hit the ocean with a boat oar. Like it was bad. Clever. Yeah, he, that was still weird to me. I still don't <laughs> understand how that happened. That one oh pitch just now was unreal. Yeah, he's I I'm very, very happy he has figured out his shit since his first start. That had bite. That was that was to para slider looks very good lately. Dropping a one oh Charlie like that is just um, was like, the other thing with the White Sox, and I'm not really concerned about it, but it's something I noticed. Uh, well, there's two parts to this. One, I don't see a lot of magical would never do that tweets with <laughs> Cesar Hernandez. You want to know why? It's because Cesar, I don't know if this has always been part of his game or whatever, but he has some at bats where he looks like he would be rather be doing literally anything in the world besides being at bat <laughs> right there. <laughs> I mean, it was some of these at bats, especially in the Yankee series. Like, I don't know, man. I just I felt he was just not there mentally. Um, he's had a couple decent at bats in this Oakland series again, and it could have just I don't know. It was just it was weird, dude. I don't. know. Do you guys know anything about him? Because uh, it's no, frustrating. I mean, I mean, they can just be a rough, rough couple games. Yeah, it was very frustrating, and. I'm not trying to question Tony Russo. So before anyone jumps down my throat or anything like this, the way Yoan Moncada has been hitting lately, I think he needs to be moved back to the two spot, and Hernandez needs to be moved back down to the eight nine spot because Luis Robert has been hitting as well. So mm-hmm. He should be moved back up, but I think Moncada is at his best in the two spot when he's not trying to move runners. He's just trying to get himself on base. Um, it's a different mindset. It's a different plate approach. And Mankata at five is just not working. You've always been an absolute fucking beast in the four spot. So you, Tim's not moving from one. Uh, Jose's not moving from three. Aloy's not moving from four. But I think you put Luis Robert in that five spot and, and Mankata at two. 
but you know, before he got injured, who started who was starting to hit second and everyone loved it. And he was killing it, Grandal. Right. Well, part of the easing him back in is you got him in like seven sixths area. By the way, I was looking up uh I was looking up the done for you, Zo. I was trying to figure out who the last player before Sanchez uh yeah. you're done with. Can you guess? It was last year, earlier in the season. One week into the season, you were done with one player from last I'm year. Very, I'm an emotional roller coaster, although no, I no, but you know, you stay consistent. And he's, I mean, he's, he's blacked it out already, though. That's the thing. It, yeah, it, he's, he's dead, dead to me. Uh, well, I mean, he's dead to the White Sox because he's oh, trash. It he, was uh, homeboy's <laughs> cousin, Nicky uh, Oh no, I'm done with him too. But I was also <laughs> done with uh, Yonder Alonso. Oh no, Yonder, he was gone in 2019, wasn't he? All right, yeah, he got hashtag done too. Yeah, but the last one that that is uh is uh Nikki Delmonico. Nikki was a tough one because <laughs> I think Nikki's a great dude. Like I think I can like go fishing with Nikki Delmonico and drink sixty bush lights and have a great time. I was just really upset that they kept trying to put him in the lineup. Yeah. And he was like batting like point zero eight two or something like that. It was ridiculous. Way, shrimp to para smoke ring. Over. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that wow, I really hashtagged on Nikki DeMonaco, huh? Yeah. Oh my you you were like on it. It was it was pretty close to the Zach Collins. You're like, I'm pretty close to done with him. I'm almost done with him. All right, I'm done with him. Yeah. Nick, <laughs> Nick well that's how quick it was because Nikki couldn't hit shit. And you know, here I'll, I'll read it was July twenty fifth. <laughs> so early last year I was hashtag done with Yolmer. Delmonico is very close to earning that hashtag this year. Put put Laurie in right field and bring up Madrigal. That was July twenty five. Uh, July 26th, the next day. <laughs> now he's missing the cutoff, man. The the hashtag or the done tag is dangerously close to Delmonico. So a threat. You're threatening him there. Gotta hit your cutoff, man. Two days wow. later, July 28th. I just don't get it. Oh, here it is. I just don't get it. Something has to be happening. We don't know about lineup beefs are part of the game. Cold I get receipts. that, but I'm officially done with Delmonico. <laughs> Pulled receipts. Pulled receipts. Yeah, no. Hey, Pulled. I was done with them. I they're not was, yeah, it was those are positive eight. receipts. I, I gave him every chance in the world. He obviously missed his cutoff man and then and then didn't hit. Something but yeah, something was there. Out of all the hashtag dons, that was the toughest one because again, I think Nikki's a good dude. Five minutes after you were officially done, you tweeted out hashtag socks math. I'm hashtag done with Don. <laughs> I just wanted the White Sox to know. <laughs> Because again, this is how my brain functions. I feel like the White Sox look at all the Sox math replies, which I hope they don't because there are certain people on White Sox Twitter that tweet very graphic oh, cartoon wait. pictures. What? Wait, 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 breaking news. Breaking news. You rescinded your hashtag done for Nico DeMott. You felt bad. You took it. July 29th. July 29th. Oh, I don't so. feel bad for him per se, but I get it. Almost so where I'm going to rip the hashtag done off Nikki before the glue dries. Whoa. See? I you got it off glue the glue reference. Dries. Oh <laughs> I got the glue before the glue dried. See? <laughs> so in your book, Nikki Delmonico, if he ever comes back to the Sox, you're not done with him. Yeah. Nikki, Nikki if Delmonico officially does not have the hashtag done on Also, That means there's also hope from somebody to come back from the nether realm. So that's good to know as well. I can guarantee you everyone else that's gotten that tag is never coming back. But <laughs> again, Nikki, like if I put it on Zach Collins, he's not coming back because I don't think. <laughs> the kiss of death. 
I, I really like the way that I judge if I like a player, like as a person is if I think I can drink a 30 rack of Bush light with them. I just don't see that happening with Zach. It's the, it's the 30 rack scale. I think it's, it's the 30 rack scale. That's actually, <laughs> that is, we need to patent that. Yep. Cause that's sure. beautiful. And then just that like is- a picture of, 30 rack scale, and you could have pictures of also like Gary Busey. I would say it was mentioned earlier. I would have a 30 rack scale with Gary Busey. He wouldn't make it through 30. He Are you kidding me right now? There's, I mean, that he'd have 30 lines with him. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you kidding me? And this is another reason why Bush needs to sponsor us because now we judge people on a 30 rack scale, which only Bush Light. Can you split a 30 rack with them? Will they cop yeah. out? Will they tap out? Or Will they, they bring a 15? 30 rack? And like, or they, will they be that dick when it's 14 versus 16, and you're like, you're going to drink that one? Well, like, let's put it this way for the fans at home. Lance Lynn is, like, the leader in the clubhouse on the 30-rack scale, okay? Like, you can drink a 30-rack with Lance Lynn, throw on some good music, probably have a lot of laughs, be a great time. I'm trying to think of who would not be – who's at the bottom of the barrel for the white – like, the bottom of the barrel. I feel like Zach Collins would be like, this is lame. I don't want to do this. Let's go to a club or something. Like, Is it vodka soda, please? Like, I don't think Moncada would be down. I really don't think Moncada would be down with the 30 rack. Oh, I mean, Moncada is uh, – no, he's uh, he's definitely a club guy. He's yeah, he's a Northwest – yeah, Northwest Indiana doesn't know what hits it when Hurricane Moncada comes through. <laughs> he just had a nice base hit, by the way. Um, so yeah. does Miller yeah. High Life, Jack. Um, I feel like Goodwin, really does Miller High Life has a thirty rack in Chicago. Oh, I feel I, like Goodwin would be high on the thirty rack scale. I feel like Aloy would be high on. The, I definitely think Jose Abreu would be high on the thirty rack scale. Thirty rack scale. Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks. Doctor Pepper. Sorry. Liam, Liam Hendricks would be a fun thirty rack because you don't know what you're, you're either going to get. Someone's going to like get put through a plate glass window, or you're going to be laughing till you cry. Well, you know who I can see. Or both. Right or both. You could or actually both. have your head through yeah. a pane glass window while laughing till you cry. Yeah. Actually I mean, possible. I, you know what? So I could see you and our boy, Frank Schwindel, splitting a third. I don't know Frank that well. I don't know Frank I like that, won't. but you know what? There's well, no better way to get to know a guy. There's no better way to get Frank. You didn't get the shirt from Frank? You did last week. You said you got this shirt from Frank. You said it last week. Yep. So and you know Frank. I got a shirt you got it from. My college roommate, he's not on the the internet's social media wise but when we were freshmen and sophomore and we were the only kids from chicago in school down in florida he used to do this with people but instead of bush 30 racks he did it with a whiskey called yukon jack and if you could come in and sit down with us and drink yukon jack with us and it was a good time we considered you a friend and we did that for two years (laughs) and then we had finally had a group of friends and we moved it to 30 racks so we didn't die but it's just a great way to judge if you can be friends with a guy or a girl for that matter. I've definitely had 30 rec uh, drinking sessions with both sexes, but yeah, it's a great way. So I think Luis Roberts, a 30 rec guy. He's a 30 pizza guy sliced from Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> well done. See, that's why I don't know. He's like in the middle. Cause I don't know if he's a big drinker. I don't, but you do know for a he fact that when you get to like beer like twenty something in that thirty rack, he's gonna order some motherfucking Domino's. Yeah, you're, you know the you're calorie gonna, counts gonna be high. You're gonna a lot, feast. Of, a lot of carbs. You're gonna feast. It's gonna be good. Um, shout out to everyone for no one making a Tony Larusa joke during that segment. I was so because nobody, nobody wants Tony to drive. We're, we're yeah. like, nah, is this at Tony's house? Appreciate okay. that. 
Um, find Vino anyway. But who, so like, who I think there's some old people. I got this question. Oh, sorry. You I was gonna say I think there's some old people like that's like pretty cool. Like to you know they'll like start sharing some stories. Don Cooper be, would be great. Yeah, it'd be cool. But then like I don't. I'm Except if you do it with Don Cooper, guy. you're you're gonna get five beers yourself because he's gonna polish twenty five <laughs> of them off. Hey, so so I'm gonna give you options so you don't like feel totally pigeonholed, even though it's still gonna pigeonhole you a little bit. I only who do are your five? Who are your five White Sox Twitter thirty rackers? That's super hard. Uh, that's mm. why I gave you five at least. If I said one, it'd be worse. Well, like, so if I say like the one away guys, does that count as one or three? Yeah, you can call they're 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 really like a hydra. They're like the three headed. Yeah, they're good. okay. So we go one away guys. Um, fuck, this is really hard. Uh, Kevin. Well, no, that's a given. We don't do Kevin. Yeah, we're already on that. We're in that rack already. Right. We're uh, actually, we're drinking our own rack on the side. Summer of George for sure. No, wait. my rack. Um, obviously mailman Jack, but I don't know if he'd want to do it. Cause he just put, he'd do 30 donuts. 30 donuts I, I don't think I could do 30 donuts. So Down Jack, with that, mailman. you're not in this one because you just said 30 donuts, but you um, will calves. calves. I would say great. the, uh, on tap crew. Cause no, we can do right. cruises one. Cause I know buzz and those guys, they get down with the bush light. So it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and buzz will definitely slide. If it happens to be raining and muddy, he will, put on a garbage bag right. and slide into. And then I would say the, uh, the phenomenal women of the estrogen podcast, um, those four ladies, that would be a, a very fun time. Um, so what's that for? I like that. I can go cruise cause it's, yeah, yeah. it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that does. That does. You're like not leaving anybody out. Um, and then, Definitely not Ken WO. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I, we would fight each other <laughs> 30 times during that 30 rack. And it wouldn't be like actual fights. It'd just be like out of control conversations. And then next would bring you know, up magical first. He would. See, that's why uh, you can't say Carrie because Carrie passed on the, but I forgot to tell you that Carrie passed the Nick magical baton to me this weekend. So now as a fan of his, he was with you. So, all right, well, let me pick the fifth guy, and then I do have something I want to bring up because you just reminded me, and I need the help of our listeners. Um, I don't know who the fifth guy is. You know what? Jeff the Giant. Oh, that actually where I want to go camping with Jeff the Giant, truthfully. Would, Jeff the Giant. Because that guy's awesome. That guy just makes me feel good when I talk to him on Twitter. He's like the nicest guy in the world, mm -hmm. so – Jeff the fucking giant. And then there's so many other people picking five was ridiculously hard, especially on the top of my head like that. But those are the five like, that I thought of. Do you have a um, five A, five B, five C? I can do this for the next hour. So, yeah. I mean, I can do this for, I mean, you got Luke, Carrie, all these guys like uh, Alex, um, Bumper, overrated, um, you know, all overrated. these guys, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, not, I need a new guy. I need a new guy. Magical was my guy. I need a new guy. I mean, I think it's pretty easy. Mont no, it's it's not as easy as you think. Mont really is it? I think it's pretty easy. It's not really. Montgomery. I, I want it to be Aloy. I. That's not hard. You just that's answered it. it. That was easy, though. That, that, that's exactly that, who I was thinking. Hi, like shit. But that feels like too easy. You know, I don't want to go chalk. Because one of the things, reasons why I love Magical was because he was good and people kept trying to tell me he wasn't good. I so mean, okay, okay, if you're going to go by that criteria, you can go Yoan. 
Because right now he is actually you could buy high, you could buy low right now. You could I buy, could low. buy low on Yohan, but because Eloy is easy to buy. But we we were already in on Eloy before he was away. I'm thinking oh. I'm leaning more towards Vaughn. Oh, there you go. God. Jump on. But that's Fitz's dude. Well, there's plenty of space yeah. here. Wait, on no. Zoe, you already have a guy. Wait, wait, wait. So, you already have a guy. Who's my guy? I mean, I mean, I missed that run. Shoot. He's not a position player, but like. Well, I know it's Lance Lynn. Like, it's no. Lance Lynn above all. Dylan Cease. When Dylan Cease. Those are my, yeah. But I need a position. Who was the guy there? You and Jordan, beginning of the year. I know. I know. And okay, no, but I get it. It's position player because it's every day. Yeah, but Cease is one of my guys. That's true. But I need a replacement guy for Madrigal. I feel like Eloy's going chalk. You I mean, I, honestly, so a lot. You guys have a lot of good players. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And and all of them have their own bandwagon too. Like, so it's like you really, it's just jump aboard. I think you can buy like, low because there's a lot of Yoan Mankata hate. I just don't get in on Yoan. I don't. But maybe it doesn't fit your vibe. So it I get it. I get it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, there's Eloy, but I mean, it's easy to love Eloy. So Luis Robert, he's Luis definitely Robert. looking really good. He just had an RBI single yeah. as we were talking about this. Like you, it's nothing against you them. Give, like you could give Lu, Luis Robert a couple of days to get hotter, 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 and then you can really kind of again they're gonna like forget about Andrew Vaughn. You can like, jump on the Vaughn train. I think it's gonna be Andrew Vaughn. Get on, get on, run. I mean, honestly, that's like your only that's your that's the only position. <laughs> right, because Luis Robert again, I, I can't do Sebi because I don't feel that. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's like it's like backup catcher. Yeah, yeah, Jake Lamb, no, no. <laughs> Uh, you were almost done with him too. This yeah, year. I was almost done with Jake. <laughs> Jake turned it around a lot, though. Credit. It's not. Credit I know it's not Lori Garcia anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> Still think you need him on his bench. Still think. Well, World just, Series team he, needs Lori Garcia. He hasn't been able to stay healthy a lot this year, but Adam Engel. But again, that's like another platoon guy, kind of. Yeah, I need like a more every. I think it's going to be Andrew Vaughn. I mean, it has to be Andrew Vaughn. Yeah. I think you it's going to be utility man, Andrew Vaughn. I mean. How do you not? How do you not like Andrew Vaughn? The kid brought up as a first baseman, and people laughed at the idea of him playing third base. Remember that, Fitz? Yep. Like people were like, oh, people were like, oh, I remember. Oh, I've yeah. And I think we could probably find a clip. I know I said it on the show when someone said like, "Yeah, he might be able to play third. And I was like, "From all the reports, that kid ain't playing anything else besides first." <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm almost positive I said that on this show. Um, a lot of people did. Dude, kid played. Swiss Army Vaughn. Love it. That's yep. good, Keelan. That's good. Kid played left field, right field, first base. He second played second. Base, second base. That's he, not even like the same as first. Like, that's not even like an, hey, I'm a first baseman. I'm going to go play. No. Like, the first baseman goes plays. They play third. And then the first half of the season, as he's learning the major league game, because he did not play in AAA at all or AA, he still continued to just mash lefties. So then everyone, the big knock on him was, oh, he can't hit righties. Well, guess what? He figured that shit out too. And now he's fucking mashing everybody. Everybody come get that smoke. And and you got to understand the way he's been handled. I don't care. Like you can say a lot about a lot of stuff the rest of the season and what's going on elsewhere. But you have to tip your cap to how Tony LaRusa and the coaching staff have handled Andrew Vaughn in this first Full season as a major league baseball player. He, Is it? He's they've 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 they they had the bubble wrap on early. They turned him loose midway through, and now he's at this place where it you need him in the lineup, and that's he's going to get rest days because he's that important now. 
So now he's being told how important he is because he, he hung with him. He knew that there was two steps forward, one back, two forward, one back. And and it sounds weird, but he kind of snuck. I have your guy. He snuck snuck through the hype of Yerman, um, and was able to come out once once that was over. He was already starting on that hydro like that upward trajectory, and, and now where he is, hold on, he's good. Like it's it's been uh, it's been fun to watch. Like his, it's it's happening. It's it's been almost perfect. Not not perfect, but near perfect. Who's my guy, although? I mean, if you're looking, so this is this would only work for the rest of this year because I don't know how like long. So I don't know if you're looking for that. But Brian Goodwin. Oh, I like Brian Goodwin. I do like Brian Goodwin. I like Brian Goodwin a lot, and I think that was one of Han's better pickups mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Um, Goodwin Goodwin could be added to my guys, but he's not the guy. Right, right, right. Vaughn's gonna be the guy from now on. I like it. Yeah, and welcome. The other yeah. thing that I wanted to say about Andrew Vaughn is. People need to remember, like, Tony sitting him, like, tonight, Wednesday night, Tony sitting him, that's okay. This kid has never played a full major league season. Like, he's got a... 103 games he's played. He's played 103 of the 120. He's just got to ease the kid in a little bit, man. I mean, I know he's a kid, and I know, you know, he should be young and spry and all this other fun stuff, but, like... Rest? Yeah. It's just the time to do it. Now, three weeks, we've talked about it here, three weeks before the season ends. Yep. Ramp it up. But... And that's what they're going to do. I just really, the biggest thing as we kind of wrap this up, because we're hour 20 in, but the biggest thing that I'm looking for, for the White Sox for the rest of the regular season is establishing some kind of consistency. Just some kind of, I mean, it's really roller coaster right now. Um, Like the Yankee series, they look like one of the worst hitting teams in the league. And then they turn around and against Oakland now, they're tearing the cover off the ball and they have an 11 and a half game lead going into tonight. I don't know what Cleveland did tonight. They lost. Uh, okay, great. I, I think they lost today against the twins. Yeah, they did eight to seven and in 11 innings. So if the white Sox hold on and win this game, they have a 12 and a half game lead. Use this time to just figure out your flaws yep. and to establish some consistency. And I mean, if Liam, if, Liam Hendrick, if Liam Hendricks is going to tip pitches, I'd rather against the Yankees in mid-August than against some team in the playoffs. So, I don't know. That's, Did we talk about it last week, too? Like, this is the perfect time to, like, kind of, like, not show your cards. With a 10-and-a-half game lead going against teams that you might see in the postseason, you don't need to show all of your cards. In fact, it'd be smart to, like, throw out a little bit more of, like, wild card kind of lineups, and they're winning. But, you you know, you've got guys that they're not going to see. You're not going to, you know, they're not going to see – uh, Rodon, they're gonna, you know, and they're gonna, they didn't see really good Hendricks. Which yeah, is- oh, and by the way, we didn't talk about it. Rodon says he feels great, like it feels fantastic. Um, Jack, to, your, right. question, to your question, um, for those of you listening, uh, friend of the show, mailman Jack asks, Is Raylo a playoff starter? No, but he is your long reliever. Um, you're, you're a quick hook guy that you could say, like, yeah. he doesn't have it, get him out, yeah. like that, where you see it immediately, you could see it in the first one or two at bats. And you get them, you start getting them hot, and you don't let them get beyond one or like that. I mean, you, you really he's don't. He's the perfect Like, if something happens with like, uh, even if it, it, it doesn't even, it I don't think it has to be to like, uh, yeah, like it, it yeah. doesn't even have to be like, oh, it's a complete blow up. Like, uh, you know, guy gave up like six runs or something. It could just be like something like that happened, uh, you know, Wednesday night with Lancelin. You got a guy who went four innings and he was out. I mean, he was ejected, but he had like 90 pitches. He was pretty yeah. much done. 
he wasn't gonna feel, he wasn't gonna pitch much longer. It didn't feel like him. Right. Like if if he gets if there's like a playoff game, it's like just some guy one of the guys has an off day and it's still like the fourth inning and you know it's a one nothing, oh. two one, one run game, just put in Raylo and you breaking like, news. If he keeps going. Feels pretty breaking good. breaking news. In the seventh inning of Wednesday night's game, Andrew Vaughn was actually brought in for defense. as a as a defensive replacement for Aloy. There you go. Um <laughs> Yeah. He's now that good. Ooh, Luis Robert just horribly oh, misplayed a ball in center what field. What is that? <laughs> That's going to be inside the Parker. What? Is, well, we need no. Andrew Vaughn in center field. Hey, look at Vaughn covering his ass. Look at him. Vaughn's the one that picks it up. Oh, man, he threw it about 12 feet. Yeah, anybody else besides Elvis Andrews? That's an inside the Parker. Oh, Dude, I just hope Robert's okay. He, yeah, he feels he's embarrassed as shit. Get the, get yeah, the he, piano he off is, the back, dude. He's super embarrassed. But I'm talking about I'm, t- I'm like my, that ball. That's an inside. That should be. How is that not an inside the park? <laughs> he just he straight up just slipped. God, look at the sod. Look at the sod flip too. The sod like goes everywhere. And then he did like a break dancing. Whoop. Somebody please gift that. Oh, or, look at that. Look at that chump too. That's a kids. You, you're good with the TikToks. Put that to some break dancing music. That's an instant. Hundred like tweet if you do that right after the show here. Uh, I'm just glad he's not hurt. That's all I care about right now. Um, woo, okay, that's some good podcasting for those of you listening on Thursday. But <laughs> you'll know what we're talking about because yeah. Um, I don't know. You guys got anything else before we wrap this shit up? Frank Schwindel, Schwinner. Schwin. Winner Schwitzel. Um, just a reminder, everybody, go follow us on Twitter at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. Make sure you're buying some merch. Uh, make sure you're supporting the shoe. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. And if you teach, make your kids subscribe on YouTube. <laughs> or if you work in like a retirement home, make all them old asses subscribe on YouTube. Uh, put it on autoplay before you go to sleep tonight and just mute it. Uh, we're trying to do something here, folks. It's only going to make the show better. So need a little help. Well, um, over. Yep. So Fids is making the TikTok. Uh, so for Fids, although I'm your boys, though, uh, if anything crazy happens, we'll always go live. But make sure you help us out, and we'll see you guys next week on Wednesday. Wednesday nights. Wednesday. Wednesday. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.